Hey, amigos y amigas, you are listening to the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 220, number 220, numero 220. Welcome, amigos y amigas. Welcome to today's episode of the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 220, as I mentioned before. And in today's episode, I want to teach you about small talk. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Milena, and I'm the host of the English Made Simple Show. And you can find me at EnglishMadeSimple.net. EnglishMadeSimple.net. Radio, small talk. So this may sound familiar to some of you. Small talk. Right, those two words. I've covered it in episode number 108, so a long time ago now. And uh, what I want to do now is I want to resurrect this episode 108. I want to bring it back. Uh, I had a listen to this the other day and I thought, oh, wow, there is just so much value in this episode, all right? I have to republish it, but I'm going to just take the good bits from it. Especially for those people who don't uh, really go back and listen to my previous stuff. Okay, so I'm just going to help you out with that and I'm going to share this with you today. So, what is small talk? Here's a quick definition of small talk for those of you who are curious. According to Well Inteligente or the online dictionary, small talk is... Hmm, it is a polite conversation about unimportant things. Especially when you happen to be at social events. So basically at social events, people normally start chatting to you about trivial matters, unimportant things. It's important to learn how to make small talk if you want to know how to start a conversation with somebody. And this month, and I think the next month as well, in April, we're going to talk about all things conversation. We are going to cover everything about conversations, okay? So today's episode is also a part of that, okay? In this episode, I'm going to share a technique, all right? In this particular episode, it's a uh, technique that's going to help you with small talk. It's pretty useful stuff to know if you're going to be making small talk with other people, if you're planning to go somewhere, maybe next week. This will come in pretty handy. So are you ready to hop in to my time machine? Hmm? Great. Let me transport you back to May 2017. Oh my God. May 2017. Here we go. All right. In today's episode, I want to introduce you to something that's very common when you're working in an English speaking country. Uh, it's common to engage in something called small talk. I also want to share about what's uh, customary when you are in the office, uh, what to expect in terms of socializing and building relationships with your co-workers. Okay, so get ready amigos, more new vocabulary coming your way. I will only speak from my own experience working for companies in New Zealand and Australia. I can't speak for what it is like working outside of these countries, as I've never worked in the US or the UK, but I assume it would be similar. Cool, nonetheless, let's start. 
Now that you've uh, settled in your new office, it's time to engage in small talk. Talk has a silent L. We pronounce it as talk, not talk. Talk, small talk. What do I mean by engage in small talk? In this case, the word engage means to participate in or be involved in. We are ready to engage in small talk. Regardless if you are an introvert or an extrovert, engaging in small talk is a good way to establish a good rapport with your workmates. Who knows, maybe you'll end up having a lot in common with that person and then end up being friends outside of work, as is the case with me. Most of my friends are from work, actually. I still keep in touch with them. Uh, to keep in touch is a useful expression uh, to remember, guys. It means to maintain contact. So let's carry on, muchachos y muchachas. If you're unsure about how to start a conversation with someone, don't be, I'm here to help. I know that uh, starting a conversation with someone, uh, someone being a complete stranger, can be a little bit daunting and intimidating sometimes. Um, and sometimes you don't know what to say. And sometimes you have that awkward silence, you know, you're stuck for words. Yep, happened to me before. Uh, still happens sometimes. It's quite normal. Right, uh, what I want to do now is share a technique with you all that's easy to follow and that's going to help you avoid those awkward silences. It's called the FORD technique. It's an acronym. FORD. F-O-R-D. F uh, stands for family. O stands for occupation. R stands for recreation. And D stands for dreams. In this case, dreams would stand for aspirations, not your um, REM dreams, you know, random eye movement dreams. You wouldn't ask a complete stranger, uh, what were you dreaming about last night? <laughs> I wouldn't like to share uh, anything about my dreams. It's personal. But uh, talking about my aspirations, it, you know, it may be okay. I can say a few words, I guess. So the fourth technique is a quick and easy method that you can use anywhere with any person, regardless if that person is your co-worker or not. Uh, it's a great way to break the ice, if you will. Romper el hielo. The idea is to have a few questions prepared for each category, memorize the questions, and then you should be able to start a conversation pretty much with anybody. Um, I would recommend to start with the recreation category and then occupation and then the rest. Uh, you don't want to ask things about family if you've just met someone. You know, maybe it's too personal. And also, you can start off with questions in the occupation category, uh, then lead on to the next category. The family and dreams may come much later once you get to know each other better. So here are some questions and examples uh, for you to um, consider. Right, here we go. Hi, my name is Blah. What's your name? Then you would shake hands with that person. Uh, you can begin by asking, 
Whereabouts do you work in Company IBC? Or where do you work in Company IBC? Um, what department are you in? What department are you in? Uh, you can use words like sector, division or department. Uh, for example, I work in the IT department. Uh, I work in the marketing sector. The next question to follow would be, uh, how long have you been working there? How do you enjoy working in company ABC? Do you like working here? What do you like the most about working here? Anyway, those were just some ideas uh, to get the conversation going. From then on, you could ask some follow-up questions. For example, uh, how big is your team? How many people work in your department? Who do you report to? Meaning, who is your manager? And so on. The next time you see this person, you could ask them, Hi, Blah, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun on the weekend? Yeah, it was great. I took my kids to Disneyland. Great. And then you could ask questions like, Wow, that's exciting. How old are the kids? How many kids do you have? See, now you've uh, ventured into the family category and recreation category. Did you do anything fun on the weekend? Yes, I did. I went skydiving and boom, there, there you have it. Something interesting to talk about. So, you know what? These questions are pretty harmless. They won't cause any problems. They won't intrude on person's privacy too much and yet you are able to have a friendly conversation. Okay, and now let me tell you what is not okay to ask. Uh, don't ask questions to do with race, politics, religion uh, and things like how much do you earn? <laughs> uh, these would be two sensitive topics to bring up and uh, could lead to very uncomfortable conversations. Especially if you are meeting the person for the first time, um, I would avoid these type of questions. Alrighty, cool. And finally, the examples for the last category of the Ford technique, uh, D for dreams, uh, meaning aspirations. I would ask uh, the question in this category when you see the person for the second or third time, not on your first encounter as it could be a bit awkward. So you could ask something like, Have you always wanted to work as a marketing manager? Have you always wanted to work in the IT department? You know, just a few examples. Okay, so what's the worst thing that could happen when you engage in small talk? Mm -hmm. Yes, there is a dark side to small talk. The dark side, el lado obscuro. Well, uh, the worst thing that could happen is that you engage in small talk with a chatterbox. A person who talks a lot. Chatterbox. Uh, the person who never shuts up and takes over the conversation at every opportunity and never shuts up. Oh yeah, I already said that. Never shuts up. <laughs> uh, I've encountered uh, many of these types in my working career. My husband thinks I'm one of those actually. I never shut up. <laughs> okay, what you should do in that case is excuse yourself politely and say, oh, gee, I'd love to chat more, but uh, I've got a lot of work to do. I better go back to my desk. Done. It works perfectly. If you're a shy type, you are not obligated to engage in small talk. 
However, someone else might initiate it, so you better be prepared. In that case, I would advise you to try the copycat technique. <laughs> I have just invented that, uh, just made it up. It's very simple. Someone asks you a question and you ask the same question back. Simple. Let me give you an example. Hey, Milena, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was great. How was your weekend? Ta-da! There we go. There you have it. Uh, just make yourself a cup of tea, go back to your desk and browse Facebook. That's it. At the end of the day, guys, the idea of small talk is to listen and not really talk. Listen to what the other person is saying. Listen for any opportunities that may come up. And also, the idea is not to ask too many questions. Uh, always let the other person talk and follow up with relevant questions. Okay? Cool. Amigos, I'd like to share some other customs to be aware of and something that is popular when working for a company of any size. At some stage in your working career, you will be invited to certain company events, such as after work drinks, farewell drinks, team building activities, uh, Christmas parties, and so on. It is here when you can start using the Ford technique again uh, when socializing at these events. Awesome! We are approaching the end of the show, amigos, and remember something. It's not common to kiss with your co-workers when you greet them. Sometimes people hug to say goodbye if the person is leaving the company and not coming back. Uh, but we rarely kiss or we don't kiss at all. If you've uh, struck up a good friendship with a colleague, then yes, you may kiss them on the cheek. Otherwise, this is not really expected. So that's it, amigos. I hope you've learned something new in today's show. I hope you've learned some new vocabulary. I uh, hope you feel more comfortable to start a conversation with a stranger. Cool, cool bananas. If you've uh, enjoyed today's show, you can let me know by emailing me hello at englishmadesimple.net or hello arroba englishmadesimple.net or simply subscribe, uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. That will really help me spread the message. I do a happy dance every time I see a five-star review in iTunes. Muchas gracias. Thanks for joining me today, amigos y amigas. I hope you enjoyed that little blast from the past. The content is still relevant and very much useful to you guys. It should help you make small talk with just about anybody. If you just follow that technique. You've been an awesome audience, amigos y amigas. You've been jamming with Milena. Until next time, hasta la próxima.